0: is it this great? yeah it's nice welcome to karate kid two minutes a podcast where we discuss the karate kid part two two dancing minutes at a time i'm robin i'm matt and joining us again today from well no <laughs> podcasts, but listening a lot to podcasts is uh jeff <laughs> welcome back
1: hello I'm from the internet. I'm from yes. the Movies by Minutes listening group.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I represent the listeners.
2: Every um, single one of them. Yep, yep. We, we you, have speak, a- you speak for them, despite what they say.
0: <laughs> you have, I mean, you have listened to probably the most minute-by-minute minute podcasts, I think, out of, out of anybody, I've, at least anybody I know.
1: Uh, there, so. There's a couple other, I, I see people on, like, you go to all the different Facebook groups for the different uh, podcasts, and there's, there's a couple other names that are like, oh, that, that person is commenting all in the same places as well.
0: <laughs> uh, well, shout out to them as well. Um, Matt, you were missed last week. Uh, oh, you were geez. on a fact-finding mission uh, <laughs> about ice breaking and C D bars. Uh-huh. Uh, what did you find out? Uh, it's tough. It's tough to break <laughs> that ice.
2: Uh, do you gonna, think you could do it? Did you try it? <laughs> well, my arm's in a sling now, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I, yeah, I don't know that ice. It's hard to tell if that'd be hard or not. I don't know. I guess it would be hard. They're making it seem hard, but yeah, obviously they had some sort of ice that wasn't that thick when they actually chopped through it, unless it was not actually ice.
0: Well, I mean, Daniel, of course, was chopping through real ice, but Ralph Macchio was chopping through some, like, probably a pretty broken uh, ice and plexiglass. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was a big scene. I don't know if there's anything you wanted to mention about that, or
2: uh, we uh, also have
0: uh, well, there was also Sato.
2: there was Miyagi teaching Daniel how to punch people below the belt. Oh, yes. yep. Which you know that's going to come in handy immediately because <laughs> that's how okay. these lessons work in this movie.
0: <laughs> I think in all the movies. I think in all movies. Yeah, yeah. Like you, I love the things you know. It, it, you think that you're a real you're a real film expert when you see uh, some something gets set up and you're like that's coming back. So, <laughs> so we we've had
1: checkups.
0: Chekhov's nut punch has happened. Is <laughs> yes. That- yes. Chekhov's oily, okay. oily rag. <laughs> um, but uh, all right, well, I'm, I'm I'm glad you're back, Matt. Um, now, don't don't do that again. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> today we're uh, we're talking about mid seventy two to seventy four of the Karate Kid Part Two. They begin with a brooding Miyagi and end with a tired Daniel. And uh, definitely want to focus on our guest here, Jeff. What is your history with the Karate Kid Part Two? Did you watch it as a kid at all? Did you just watch it for the first time recently?
1: (laughs) I've definitely seen it as a kid. I remember the drum for sure. Like that's Mm -hmm. that's one thing when you you know say Karate Kid in general. I'm like, yeah, the drum thing, and I think (laughs) I mostly remember, but like the last scene of this, I guess, like Uh the um, and and the part in the rainstorm which is later, I believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once again, like I did with last season, I'm, I'm watching it with the show. Um, so I'm only up to what's <laughs> released in real time. There's a big gap between that and now these minutes. <laughs> so
0: Right, so we're recording this after the week where Miyagi is mourning his father's death. <laughs> so yes. Quite the change.
1: <laughs> I, it switched to, I saw him starting to train Daniel again so yeah but now yeah now we're coming into this and and I, yeah i don't i don't have much memory of the whole movie so this will be fun
0: uh well we start off where we left off on friday with sato walking away angry after Miyagi came to make peace um what else is new <laughs> Uh yeah nothing's gonna change his mind um But uh, Miyagi kind of turns around and feels the wood, uh, and like smiles to himself, and it's like it's like he's lost in a memory. Um, And did did they both try to hit that piece of wood until it died? I I, (laughs) in the past, I don't know. I don't understand. You know, I brought this up last week. What is the story here? You know, like Miyagi simply says, "Is that that wood we found on the beach that time?" And that's all we know. And then ever since then, it seems that Sato has held on to this wood, and uh, I'm just waiting for someone to crack a joke. I'm glad you guys have stayed true. Um, Mature, thank you. Um, And uh, and 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 uses it for practice, and I assume that he thinks of Miyagi every time he uh, cracks down on the wood. Yet he (laughs) hasn't seemed to crack down, crack through it. Just quite yet even though he's advertises himself as a person that can you know karate chop through wood so maybe not just just not this piece of wood yeah yeah something
2: that looks pretty
1: thick for usually those boards that break through are not like a log
2: it also looks like he's been like he's put a dent in it and maybe that dent is just like it's kind of acting like all the wood fibers have been compacted down into like Uh, a scar tissue basically and he basically gave it extra armor and now
0: it's hard to harder to break through it (laughs) yeah it's like uh he's pummeled coal into a diamond (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) um on the uh wide shot we see uh Miyagi uh you know kind of looking down at the the wood um that we see these stone holders, and there's something written on them, but I wish I knew what they were. I don't know uh, if you guys have any idea, but I, I would love anybody who knows how to read <laughs> Japanese characters to Were you let expecting us know.
1: me to come on as a, as a kanji expert? <laughs> <laughs> that, sorry to disappoint you. Well, I don't know, you know if that, don't know the, the
2: quality is reasons. good enough for my Google Translate app here. Let's see.
1: The one on the right looks pretty clear The one on the left is kind of, I don't know
0: Yeah Uh, I assume it's like It reads like anger And and, and (laughs) Grudge Or something like that, you know (laughs) Um, Or just death to Miyagi on both sides Or something like that (laughs) Um, But uh, Can you find anything now? No, it's not It's not working. Uh, I will say Pat Morita must have gotten lost in the memory if he heard the song in the next scene. Am I right? (laughs) Nobody? Nobody? Why, you think he's a big Elvis fan? Well, that's not Elvis that plays. It's Bill Haley and and, and his comments. Uh, Rock around the clock. Didn't Elvis do that one too? Maybe I'm sure they all covered their all. They uh, there's always like 50 million versions of songs that came out in like the 50s and 60s. Huh. They just seem to pass them around. Yeah. Or well, maybe maybe he didn't.
2: But uh yeah. this is the 80s so 50s 50s nostalgia was in full swing. Hey, there's a pun. Um <laughs> <laughs> but uh in Japan I don't know if it's actually I don't think it's uh nostalgia for them like I think they actually just got to Translator. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they're just getting the fifty stuff now? Yeah, I think so. Were you, were you trying was...
1: to say he was having nostalgia for his, his time working at Arnold's? Is that where you were going?
0: Yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> right. This song was uh, was the theme song for Happy Days in seasons one and two. Oh. <laughs> uh, Pat actually didn't join the cast until season three. But, yeah, that was when the you know, these happy days are yours and mine, you know, that, uh, the actual happy days theme song took over. <laughs> uh-huh. after that. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'd been thinking that Pat was a regular cast member for many years on happy days. That's that show went, um, uh, 11 seasons. Um, but he really was only a regular in season three. Um, and then, like he took off, he was on Sanford and Son. He tried to do uh, uh, his own sitcom, Mister T and Tina. Uh, he had a couple of guest appearances in seasons four and six, but it wasn't so like season ten that he kind of came back uh, more recurring. So, mm-hmm. and I guess that must have been like, you know, he's like, all right, fine, I'll I'll come back to Happy Days. <laughs> <laughs> did quite work out on his own. That's sad. Yeah. Um, but this version of rock around the clock was recorded by Paul Schaefer. Uh, what? Really? <laughs> yeah. The band <laughs> wow. leader of David Letterman show. Yeah, I,
1: I knew I'd, I'd find out when I came on here. That's, that's one question. I was like, that's not the original. What is this cover? Nope.
0: Nope. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't really know a story behind that, but I do have some, uh, trivia about, uh, rock around the clock here. Okay. So, uh, Bill Haley and his comments co- comments Bill Haley and his comment section uh, <laughs> it, it's it's not it, I keep wanting to say Bill Haley and the comments but it's Aunt Bill Haley and his comments uh were originally called Bill Haley and the Saddlemen <laughs> I'm sure like some record producers like you have it in the your name is Haley. I mean, (laughs) you
2: can do something with this. Was Haley's Uh, Comet as well known back then? I guess it
0: must have if you
2: went with the name.
0: Right, right. Yeah, because it's like Haley's Comet. It's like Haley and his Comets. Um, Rock Around the Clock was originally a B-side. The band spent many, many hours like an all day recording session trying to get this A-side done called... Thirteen women and only one man in town, a, a, a song that's very, very famous. Uh, oh yeah, that one. <laughs> I know. And at the end of the, at the end of the session, they uh, recorded uh, "Rock Around the Clock." It just it, so this is that the most famous version of the song is kind of like a, a bunch of tired band members, just like, oh, let's just do this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it came out in 1955. Uh, and funny enough, uh, before it was the theme to happy days, it was also the theme to the Glenn Ford movie, blackboard jungle. Uh, it was kind of known as, as that. Um, and then years later, the song is heard playing in uh, Superman, the movie out of the car radio after young Clark kind of beats the kids back to uh, his farm and they're like, Hey Clark, where'd you come from? And then Glenn Ford as Jonathan Kent kind of walks down, you know. Kind of accuses him of, you know, showing off a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I didn't I didn't realize that connection all this, until I read that. I was like, oh, they must have been like doing a, a, you know, they they put rock around the clock in this movie almost as a shout out to Pat Morita's time on Happy Days. But in Superman the movie, they may they must have put rock around the clock into that as a shout out to Glenn Ford's movie Blackboard Jungle. <laughs> <laughs> or <Before laughs> it's all just a big coincidence
2: yeah could be could be do they care about easter eggs back then
0: um i mean and 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 like superman like the i i'm pretty sure there were like well for instance clark kent running to the modern day you know modern as in 70s uh phone booth and not having it be like a regular phone booth that he can like so that's almost like an easter egg Mm. um yeah so i'm assuming there's I mean, they didn't. They probably didn't call them Easter eggs back then. <laughs> no, I think that was an internet creation, probably. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, a rock around the clock, known as the very first big rock and roll song. It was in uh, American Graffiti, um, which I'm sure is the reason why it became the theme song to Happy Days because of Ron Howard. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Bill even went to uh, he performed it for Queen Elizabeth herself at, at one time. So. What did she think of rock music? I wonder. Oh, she loved it. I'm sure she was dancing. Um, <laughs> I mean, if he, she got a, if she gave him, I mean, maybe it was. I mean, I've I've watched a lot of The Crown, so maybe it was Margaret who was like, "You have to get this Bill Haley fellow over here," <laughs> and Elizabeth was like, "Okay." <laughs> that was like an episode of The Crown. I'm sure. Um, I've watched all the episodes. I don't. I don't remember that. You don't remember that <laughs> I was quoting directly from it. Uh you need to go back, I guess. Um <laughs> so yeah, we're we're at the, the, the 50 sock hop here in uh naha. Um but, but uh more like nah, we're actually on the on a soundstage at the uh Warner Brothers lot in Burbank, not even in Hawaii. How dare they deceive us? Oh <laughs> Uh, Kumiko and Daniel walk in, they're wearing their fifties era clothes or something close to that. I mean, Kumiko is like in a poodle skirt and Daniel's in like, kind of like a, a cool looking jacket, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, and, well, one thing I I thought about was that, uh, Kumiko has got her hair up in like, you know, a very k- kind of fun little ponytail, um, Although of most hair. of it's
2: still yeah. hanging in front of her face. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: But uh daniel of course is he's he he comes with a pompadour, you know <laughs> just naturally <laughs> would you would you call his hair a pompadour his natural hair <laughs> i think it when he combs it you know uh it 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 looks more like a pompadour, you know it's when like, it's just kind of like natural halfway to a pompadour, yeah it's like that uh you know, the Johnny Cade thing for the outsiders was the outside.
1: Yeah. Is he having flashbacks to the outsiders?
0: Yeah. Me. Um so yeah, Daniel's bummed because uh he came here to support Mr. Miyagi. He can't really do much because Sato's uh you know, he can't do much about the the fact that Sato is harassing Mr. Miyagi. So he's having a little problem, you know, cutting loose. But uh Kumiko is like, oh he tried dancing, you know, and and uh, Daniel kind of acts like he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> you know,
2: he's like pool, sh- uh, he's like pool sharking it.
0: <laughs> I know. I mean, and, and she, you know, she, he, they already had a dance scene together where he's like, well, I'm not um, I'm, I was absent the day they caught they taught graceful. Right. That's what he said earlier. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, boom, Daniel is <laughs> dancing up a storm. <laughs>
2: I'm sure Ralph Macchio was like, let me dance. I, I'm a dancer.
0: I'm a dancer.
2: <laughs> let me show off. I'm not good at this karate stuff, but I can dance.
0: <laughs> right. Um,
1: what kind of uh, chores did he do to learn how to dance?
0: <laughs> I don't know. It. I don't know. But again, like we went through the first movie going. Show me. Cut a rug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, no, we're literally laying down rug for this this room. We have to we have to cut the rug. We have to do it with your, with your feet. <laughs> we went through the first movie talking about him not really using his legs too much, right? Like mostly it was uh, it's kind of learning blocks with his hands. Like he was yeah. never using, and you know, he barely learned how to punch. And now uh, it, there's this untapped potential here. <laughs> yeah. Daniel,
2: son, hands are for fighting, legs are for dancing. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but of course, you know Ralph Macchio started tap dancing lessons at age three, and uh, I guess had taken lessons from a dance school uh, since then. He was uh, uh, known in high school as the dancing kid rather than the karate kid. <laughs> and then uh, uh, ten years ago, uh, 2011, he placed fourth in. Uh, uh, dancing with the Stars, so. and the uh, the criticism I remember from that is that the
2: judges were like, "You, your hands are too like floppy. You got like you got like pancake hands, or, or, or are you hands. sitting on
0: that panel? Spatula
2: hands," they said. Yes.
0: <laughs> you know that was the one thing about uh, that I, w- I I was sad that you missed about talking about the ice breaking scene is because uh, I talked about how. Ralph would like go through practice chopping with the side of his hand, but then he learned that he could just kind of uh, slap his way through the ice. And if you actually slow the film down, you'll see that he comes down with a chop and then he turns his hand. So he just kind of slaps his way through all that ice <laughs> and talk about spatula hands. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I gotta, I gotta say this is a fantasy sequence, right? Like what, what is it about movies uh where people just all of a sudden start dancing together for the first time in a perfectly choreographed number, like not knowing each other's moves at all? Yeah, I don't know how people do that. <laughs> it is kind of annoying. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so I mean, do you really see Daniel LaRusso as actually dancing like this? This just seems like this seems like a big kind of Implausible. I hate to say, jump the shark. You know, being that jump the shark comes from Happy Days, but <laughs> like w- nothing leading up to this made me think, oh yeah, just let Daniel hit the floor. I yeah. mean, there's a point where Kumuko kind of steps back while he is just going throwing down on his own. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, I'm I'm used to it just from watching stuff. Yeah, this happens all the time in TV and movies. Yeah, was that? Uh,
1: no, I think the part where he does on his own is that's not really that choreographed. He's just kind of moving to the beat.
0: I know, but he's really good.
1: Once that's they funny. start like twirling and stuff, that's like, oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I just think the character of Daniel Larusso. I mean, he explains it away, saying, "Oh yeah, my mom made me learn." Uh, to, so you know, like she was. Uh, what was it? I've been my mom's practice partner for years so he, he kind of explains it away like like that, but I don't know, just uh, so that means they went to like swing dancing lessons together, I guess so yeah. <laughs> I guess so, yeah, sure, but just I don't know i don't, I don't know, I guess you know it's just this talent we never seen before, we never heard about before, and uh I don't know, he never we never saw so i mean. He was in a shower the last time he uh, he went to a dance that we saw. So maybe maybe he was like, yeah, I think I'll I think I'll uh, keep calm at this one. I won't. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying not to draw too much attention in this gigantic shower costume.
2: <laughs> uh, I
0: would have loved to see him do this dance in
2: that costume.
0: Just <laughs> alley goes kind of sliding out the shower curtain from nowhere and then and then gets pulled back into the shower curtain. <laughs>
2: yeah. She gets hit in the face with the the metal ring around the top.
1: He's just spinning and spinning, and spinning around.
0: And this this kind of dancing is uh, a lot of energy. I don't know if you guys have tried doing this kind of dancing before. I have. <laughs> uh, my wife, my wife is uh, in, in in the beginnings of our relationship. We we did lots of little dance lessons together because uh, well, I was trying to impress her. <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah, I'm good with that. And then, you know, once I married her, I was like, no more. <laughs> <Don't> You're <buy> mine now. <laughs> <laughs> no fun allowed. No, I was – I definitely, uh, uh, you know, was, was absent the, t- the day they taught Graceful. Uh, <laughs> and especially with swing dancing, it's just a lot of movement. is a lot of energy and a lot of, you know, jumping back and forth. And I don't know. So – Am I the only one here has tried swing dancing?
2: I I mean I've, I don't think I've danced like that though, no, but I've I've tired myself out on the dance floor before, yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, same at, at weddings when I've had enough to drink.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the best part when you're when you're drinking in some some sort of like, you know, uh uh zoot suit or was it? Zoot suit riot or um, squirrel nut zippers jumps on, and you're you've had a few drinks, and you're like, yeah, sure, I can dance. Just like, oh that. yeah, and
1: then you think you can swing dance, yeah, and it, that ends horribly.
0: <laughs> and I swung her uh, underneath my legs, and and she's gone. I don't know where she went <laughs> <laughs> through the wall. <laughs> yep. Uh, so as they go sit down, uh, another song fires up. Uh, that would be earth angel. Um, and yeah, this kind of like reminds me of uh high school dances. Like everybody be up when the fast song is playing, but as soon as the slow song starts, everybody just sits down. <laughs> like the floor completely clears. Yeah. Nobody's romantic. Right. Like, ugh. You, you each recite. Uh, oh, I
1: thought you were saying ones. specifically earth angel. Reminded <laughs> you. I was about to ask, Did you have a enchantment under the sea dance in your high school? Is that why? <laughs>
0: Well, you know, uh, I've only had like it, it always seems to be redheaded guys that want to interrupt my my dancing whenever Earth Angel comes on, but I I immediately uh, show them who's boss or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the, the, this song uh, uh, was also used in Happy Days, but it was most famously, I would say, in uh, Back to the Future. Um, and I, I I I don't know I. I think I want to talk more about that on Wednesday, but um, I will give you some fun facts. Um, uh, this was originally recorded by the Penguins in uh, 1954, and it was another B-side. This song was uh, recorded uh, as the B-side to the much more famous song "Hey, Senorita." Hey, Senorita! Huge. I know that one. <laughs> And uh, very funny enough, um, that just set off my Siri. That was that was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you name your Siri, señorita.
0: <laughs> apparently, uh, do, I have, do I have Spanish mode turned on? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, Earth Angel was recorded in a garage, um, and apparently they had to re-record it several times because a neighbor's dog kept barking and interrupting them. Aww. So. <laughs> So it's like they have this uh, it's I, like
1: podcasters. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean there's gotta be there's there, there's an art I I I think to recording a like a doo-wop song. You know, like everybody's providing an instrument, you know, with their voice and it's all perfectly timed. The dog and just then, wanted to join in. <laughs> yeah. Now I, I wonder if harmonize it a, or angel. <laughs> I wonder if it was more like a bark, 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 or it was just a oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what the story is. Um, so yeah, the penguins recorded that. Uh, but this version, uh, was recorded by new edition. Did you guys know that?
2: Wow.
0: Yeah. They even released a tie in video, uh, to the movie, uh, for it. They recorded this version of earth angel for the movie hmm. and it did so well. They ended up recording an album of duop covers, uh, wow. And I don't know if you know the history of New Edition, but this was after they kicked Bobby Brown out of the um, out of the group for being a troublemaker. Um, the The lead singer on this track is Ralph Tresvant, um, so it's, it it is a Ralph that's singing.
1: He <laughs> had to do the tie-in.
0: Uh, it doesn't come through well enough in the movie, but. I highly suggest you look up the video and actually listen to this version of the song. I swear, New Edition, they sound like children. Like, they're full-grown men. Like, they must be in their 20s. But they sound like children. Their voices are so babyish. It mm-hmm. is... I, I. no, I, no Yeah, I couldn't in
1: hear there. it that well in the background. I'm really surprised that there was a whole tie-in for... I, I barely even knew that song
2: was, like, a song for Karate Kid 2.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they recorded it for it, and they made a video. Um, So one of
2: those videos that has like extra footage that they shot specifically for the video.
0: Yeah, it is new edition. New edition, standing in a line. The for theater, the theater on the marquee. It says Karate Kid Part Two, Mm -hmm. and they're standing in line and they're singing this song to woo pretty much like any girl that's nearby, (laughs) and then they all. then the ticket takers let everybody go in, but apparently new edition can't get into the theater. They're not letting her, letting them in. And then suddenly during young. the movie, what's that? They're too young. Yeah. <laughs> too young. Uh, they actually interrupt the movie during the scene that we're talking about uh, to sing to the girls from the stage. And then they get kicked out of the theater. And then uh, strangely at the end of the video, all the girls come out that, you know, have been kind of like giving them goo-goo eyes, but not exactly um, going after them. And then they realize, oh my gosh, that was new edition. And they all, they're like out there signing autographs and then they get into a limo. And the video literally ends with like this one girl just kind of like waving, like, like sadly that she gave up the chance to uh, be wooed by new edition, I guess, I don't know. (laughs) What an idiot. (laughs) But uh, yeah, this the, the, this uh, these this segment kind of ends with uh, uh, Daniel and Kumiko going back to their seats with Earth Angel. And I gotta say, well, why didn't Daniel slow dance? This was his chance, right here. You he could have. I don't know. Too tired. <laughs> He's super tired. Um, well, um, you know, like Daniel says, you know, you uh, you want to get want to get something to eat? You want to sit down or something? <laughs> So we're gonna, uh, but uh yeah this is uh this is it for monday's episode uh thank you so much jeff for joining us i don't know if you have anything more to add uh
1: not really a little light on this one because i, I yeah. think almost the whole minute of these two minutes was just them dancing
0: it's a musical it's a musical <laughs> this today's today's minutes are brought to you by the the power of movie musicals I don't, <laughs> it, it really was like a A scene from West Side Story or something. I don't know. Um, But uh, did you want to come back on Wednesday for two more Karate Kid 2 minutes? Oh, definitely. I I have more
1: to say for, I think, the next few minutes.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, Well – since it's Monday, we always let our guest uh, plug whatever they want. So, uh, you have anything you'd like to plug today, Jeff?
1: I mean, I'll, I'll plug uh, the MoviesByMinutes.com, just the site to go to to see Karate Kid minute and so many others. Um, obviously, Star mm-hmm. Wars minute. The creator of this, and um, I think it's over 200 <laughs>
0: 200, uh, po- uh, movies t- by two hundred now. Two hundred
1: podcast. Two hundred and four movie by minute podcast. Yep. And I've listened to more than half,
0: I think. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, um, I wish I had the time. I used to have my job used to be a lot of data entry, and I used to listen to podcasts like crazy. But now my my job's picked up, where uh, I'm I'm falling behind on everything. So <laughs> definitely jealous. <laughs> um, but that's it uh, for today, and we'll be back on Wednesday. And until next time...
1: One, two, three, four. Got it?